This episode of Small Talk, Right Talk is brought to you by Hurricane Heating and Air. The owner, Brian Cook, is somebody who I've known almost all of my life. Somebody that grew up in the church with. He's somebody that I trust. He's somebody that I put my name behind. And he's also somebody that puts his name behind his products and the things that he provides. He's personally done work in my home at an affordable price and with quality craftsmanship that lasted. You can have a tropical depression with other heating and air companies, but I'd rather you just take my word for it and go with Hurricane Heating and Air. That's 937-669-HVAC or 937-669-4822. Give Brian a call and tell him Wally sent you. On this episode of Small Talk, Right Talk, I want to talk church attendance, faith, and millennials. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, there was a AP story that came out today that church attendance and church membership as a whole is down more than 50% among millennials. Why is that? My biggest concern right now is I see churches trying to be people's friends and trying to be all-inclusive and not bold in their beliefs. It's a huge problem right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm even talking, I'm, I'm going to go across a couple different denominations here and give specific examples of what was going on, including a personal one that I had. My biggest issue right now is that, I mean, the, the Catholic Church, they won't come out and openly condemn all this stuff with pedophilia and stuff like that. For some reason, it's kind of swept under the rug still, even though we know it's a broad sweeping problem, even though in the Bible it says nothing about you being celibate um, until you die just because you're a priest. There's, there is certain needs that you have as a, as, a, as a man, and I get it, and they should never be towards a little child. It's messed up. I'm just saying that there needs to be a change in the policies with the Catholic Church because obviously what you're doing isn't working. And if it comes between your church and that little kid, I guarantee you every time, if I was Jesus, I'd be picking that little kid. There's nothing more corrupt than the Catholic Church. There's nothing more corrupt. And I'm going to give another example of it. Here's the best part. The Pope literally put something out and said that the relationship between Mary and the church is extremely important in accessing God and talking to God and this connection with God. No, I'm pretty sure that my Bible says that no one comes unto the Father except for me. And I'm pretty sure those words were written in red, so I'm pretty sure I know who said them. The other one, the Episcopalians. They've now opened their arms to the gay community and the transgender community, allowing them to be among the ranks and doesn't want to offend and wants to be all-inclusive. Um, God said that that's blasphemous. And I mean, I, I'm not saying that anybody, you know, listening right now is 100% sexually pure because I know I'm not. I mean, I, I, I was not married when my kids were, when my kids were conceived. That being said, like I tried to step up and make it right, but you can't go make a gay relationship right. According to the Bible. Like I have my beliefs. I have a gay brother. Okay. I love him more than life itself. He is my best friend. I don't have to agree with everything that he does. I still love him, but I mean, he got a nose. Like I, I I'm, I'm supportive of him because he's my brother, but I don't go saying, Oh my God, I'm so glad that X, Y, Z. No, I, I don't do that. I support my brother because he's my brother. He's my family. He's my blood. He is my best friend. Okay. But this whole idea that we got to start giving up our ideals and the, the principles that we are were raised on the principles that are in the Bible to be more inclusive and blended with the community. This is like the parent that goes ahead and gives all of, you know, gives up everything and tries to be that friend 
and always, and, and that's not your role. Your no role as a parent isn't to be your friend. Your role as a parent is to say, no, that's not right. No, you need to do this. No, I'm not going to buy the beer for you. No, you're not going to have a party. Yes, I'm going to raise you right. I'm going to raise you on these values. That is the role of a parent. And that's the role of the church. The church has to go back to being the church of hellfire and brimstone. It has to go back to being, no, this is right. This is wrong. And, and, and it's kind of why I walked away from a big church that I grew up in. It wasn't that they said, no, this isn't bad. They, you know, that these, these values are, you know, they, they kind of started to bend on stuff and they started to bend to popular culture. And it was no longer reading the words in red and reading the words in black and white that were in the Bible. It was interpreting. The one that really bothered me the most was what would Jesus say to, and then it would have like some other person that was a current events person. I'm sorry, you don't speak for Jesus. I don't care what pastor you are. I thought that was the most blasphemous thing that could have happened. I, it, it made me sick to my stomach because you don't speak for God. And it bothered me a ton. What would Jesus say to, and it was like Bill Clinton, what would Jesus say to? No, that's not your role as the church. Your role as the church is to take the things that Jesus said and use them to make a difference in your life and the lives of other people. It's to be that person that says, hey, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I try to live as a Christian, which in translation is to be Christ-like or a little Christ. Now, I am, I am the worst Christian on the face of this planet, folks. Like, let's just be 100% honest about this. Like, I am literally the worst Christian of all time. That being said, I at least aspire to be better. I don't go out every day and be like, man, how can I bust one of these Ten Commandments today? Even though I busted a bunch of them. It's one of those things that I, I'm just, I'm failing to see why the church has to be your friend. We don't have to embrace the sinner. We don't have to embrace the sin. We have to embrace the person, the person that God loved. But there, then again, if they define themselves by that sin, we are called to make distance. We are called to approach that person personally, approach that person with a small group. And if there isn't change after we approach with a small group, we are to approach as a church. And if they don't, then we are to cast them among, uh, away from us. We are not to indoctrinate and hold on to these values as if they are something that is okay all of a sudden. Now, I'm going to bring up an instance that happened. I was going through marriage counseling, trying to, trying to do the right thing and trying to marry somebody who I, I, I still have very, very strong feelings for. And I love more than life itself. Sometimes life just doesn't work out the way you want it to. But I had a pastor that I respected and I've known almost my whole life that told me in the eyes of God, we were already married. And I immediately sat back, pulled the chair back and said, in what verse? Show me the context. Because there is no, there is no context for that. It is going directly against. I was not living the way I was supposed to be living. I was trying to make that right. But it gave cover to keep on living the way that we were living, which was not right. Guys, if we don't speak and speak truths and speak boldly with no pale pastels, with bold colors, and speak out for righteousness and truth... And I, I'm, I'm the worst one, guys. I'm not preaching to you. I'm not preaching at you. I'm just saying that I need the, I need the, the church to be a, a rock somewhere I go and I grind my axe on to make sure that I sharpen myself, not dull it up, not make our whole message watered down. That's not the idea of the church. The church should be a thing where we look at the Bible and say, here it is, not you having this this lesson that's coming up that you have, you're going to go and interpret the Bible for me. And that's where we started going wrong. We started making everything about a concert with a big band and everything's about the show. And it stopped being less about God. It was more about two people standing out up front that could really sing. Oh my gosh, I'm really into this music. 
and it, and oh my gosh, they're they're they got pipes on. They sound great. The band sounds great, and it took all everything away from God. I can't remember the last time I heard how great thou art in a in a, in a, in a church. I can't re- believe I can't remember the last time I heard old rugged cross in a church, and that's and and, and it, it makes me sick. It makes me sick because those are the things that I was raised up on that made me on fire for God. And those are the things that at the very same church I'm criticizing, we used to have a hymnal that we pulled out and sang from those books. And there are hymnals and songs that were like literally brandished and literally put in my heart. And there's stuff that I can pull out at any time because that's the way that I was raised. I want the church to be strong, but I don't think that pandering to them and being their friend is going to bring more people into the church. I think that when you speak the truth, the truth sets you free. And that's something that I believe for my whole life. Is say what you mean, mean what you say, and mean what you believe. And believe what you mean. Say it. Speak the truth, whether it's going to be popular or not. And that's my only complaint right now. The complaint is that the church needs to get back to being the church of hellfire, brimstone, and it needs to get back to being the church of little Christ, not the church of people that are blending in with everybody else because we got more people in the seats but there is no Christ left in our church that's why you got falling numbers if there is a revival in this country and people feel Christ and feel the power of Christ in our churches the pulpit is going to see the seats fill up but until you start standing up and preaching from the word of God and the things that are God the things that are right righteous they are true then folks, you're going to see declining numbers in the church because there's no power there. There's power in the letters in red. There's power in the name of Christ and there's power in the church. But the church has to be of Christ and not of people. This has been an episode of Small Talk, Right Talk.